Hey everybody, Mark here. Thanks so much for tuning in. And this is a really fun episode. We get to sit down with the Reverend Dr. Scott Palmbush and Rochelle Summers joins us as well to co-host alongside Jess and myself. So it's going to be a really fun episode, a really fun listen, and just a a great perspective to carry on in our week about legacy and what we leave behind. I want to remind you that this weekend, November 5th, is our 150th year anniversary where we will be celebrating at 1030 at Woodside High School. So if you go to your normal campus this weekend, at any point, no one will be there. We will all be at Woodside High School. So please join us. You can register at menlo.church slash menlo150. We'd love to see you there in person. If you can't join us in person, we will be live streaming. Rochelle and I will be hosting um, before and after the service and the service will be streamed as well. So make sure you join us for that. And thank you so much for those that are saying yes to helping out with what we're doing here with Things Online. It is so amazing to see how God is providing people to help build this ministry out, whether that's with social media, with podcasts, with a lot of the other things that we're doing to help bring Jesus to those that may not encounter him normally. And so, again, if you would love to get involved in this or encourage those that are helping out, you can text our team at 650-600-0402. So now let's go ahead and jump into today's episode. Well, welcome everybody to the Menlo Midweek Podcast. My name is Mark. My name is Jessica. We have two guests with us Woo! today. The wonderful Rochelle Summers is with us. Very nice. Thank you Very so nice. much. And the Reverend Dr. Scott Palmbush. Woo! Woo! Nice. Glad to be here. We're so grateful for both of you to be yes. here. And it's Halloween, which is why we are Halloween adjacent. Yeah. <laughs> Costumes. My Went shirt, all out. Yeah. Went all out, Scott. My shirt says, trick or treat yep. yourself. Nice. So oh, if you've fun. seen Parks and Recreation, that's a oh, little yeah. thing. And, I, and it's black and I'm wearing an orange sweater and ghost earrings. Nice. Very nice. I'm dressing up as sportsy. Love it. If you know me. <laughs> You're so sportsy. So sportsy. Um, we were, because there's a, a staff value that we have, which is fun. Mm-hmm. And there's a thing going around called palm boozling, mm. which was introduced at our last all staff, which yeah. is where all of our staff members get together at the end of last, uh, or once a month. And palm boozling is where we play we play pranks on each other uh, in the form of Scott Palmbush. Oh, <laughs> so we were all going to dress up as you today, no, Scott. That would have been awesome. Uh, we tried. Rochelle was at Stanford trying to find Stanford gear yesterday. I was trying, yes, trying to get some Stanford swag. Um, they didn't have any there. Uh, surprisingly, <laughs> it was overpriced. Uh, <laughs> surprisingly, not That's so surprising. Yeah. 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 yeah, and then I don't know what our costumes were going to be, but I just got a new. Um, Hogwarts sweatshirt Harry Potter reference uh, mm-hmm. and it's supposed to be like maroon which is the Gryffindor color but it is bright crimson red mm. so I was going to just take a piece of paper and put right Stanford and tape it on top of that mm. I was going to be a literal palm tree and a bush <laughs> yeah. perfect so. perfect that would have been, been good. It, it would have been really fun. Yeah. But the viewers can use their imagination. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, speaking of Halloween, what are you guys doing tonight? Anything mm. fun, Rochelle? Uh, trick or treating with my kids. Okay. Yeah, uh, two out of three. The oldest one will be with her friends. You know, it's a yeah. different milestone. But uh, yeah, we'll go trick or treating in our neighborhood. 
what does trick or treating with Danny look like? Are we just pulling him around in a wagon, or yeah. what's the deal? So Daniel, Lucky guy, man. Yep, he he gets pulled around in the wagon for five years now. <laughs> He's been in the wagon, and he gets Danny. out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he gets out, and he goes to the door though. Okay. And oh, nice. uh, we are finally at the point where he knows to not go in people's houses. <laughs> Uh, that was tricky trying to teach him why are we knocking on the door but not going in. Oh my oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, that'd be a thing. Yeah. So, okay. but now he knows what trick or treating is and he has a bag and he tells us when he's done and then we go home. Oh my gosh. Wow. Is there a story of him walking into someone's house? Not specifically, okay. but I would say like when he was five was when we started trick or treating. And yeah, I mean, I never thought to have to, that I would have to explain to yeah. any of them, like, we knock on the door and just walk away. Right. Like, mm-hmm. he was like, we're knocking on this door and tried going in a few times, but, uh, yeah. Fun. I mean, honestly, it's logical. Right. Yeah. If no one's explained to you, you right. just stand there. Yeah. You knock on someone's door and you go into you their go house. In. That's right. what you normally yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it should be good. Good. Scott, what are you guys doing? Well, our kids, you know, they will go out with their friends. So um, either we'll sit on the couch and watch TV, mm. or we have some friends that live on one of the streets that everybody goes to. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. Those are fun. They kind of have the ongoing, you know, uh, hospitality, we'll call it. Um, nice. Neighbors, <laughs> and yeah. uh, we might just hang out there with them and watch kids uh, go, you know, go by in their costumes. Oh, that's fun. fun. Jess? Yes, I will be trick-or-treating with my nephews. So it's fun. They so they trick-or-treat in the neighborhood that I grew up in, or they live in the neighborhood I grew up in. So yeah. kind of a full circle thing. And uh, I'll head down into San Jose, and they all meet at a friend's house, and I'll go trick-or-treating together. So it'll be a lot of people. And it's one of those, yeah, like those streets that everybody goes to on Halloween. So it'll be chaos, but it'll be really fun. Yeah. What about you? Uh, this is a weird one for me. Usually we go over to my brother-in-law's house in San Mateo and all the family gets together because they were the first one to have kids mm-hmm. and we'd take our niece and nephew. Um, but they are all at a destination wedding right now. Wow. I know, down in Cabo. So they're doing like Dia de los Muertos uh, stuff. That's oh, that's fun. So cool. It'll be really fun for them because my... It's kind of weird. I don't know. Um, <laughs> my nephew, who's just turned four, is super into skeletons. Okay. okay. Like, his whole life is, how can someone be a skeleton? And, like, oh. that would be the best outcome if everyone around him were skeletons. Okay. And so, we thought it was a phase. It's kind of sticking around for it's a, a bit. Lifestyle. Did you watch the movie Coco? <laughs> oh, that's it. It might have been. Yeah, I don't know. Something. Yeah. But, um, so, he's going to be in heaven tonight. Oh, with all yeah. The, uh, yeah, with all the skeletons around that's there. Fine. So, I don't know what I'm doing. Cool. Probably going over to someone's house or... Watch a Halloween movie. Watch Halloween movies, but yeah, I love that. Our like Halloween is such a family thing too, and it's just that's kind of it's not something that we we talked about explicitly in the last message, but it is definitely a theme of the legacy that we leave behind, which is the series that we're in now. Yes, um, is all about people. Segways, man. um, (laughs) Yeah, so we opened up this message or this. the series in your lifetime where we are examining our lives and 150 years of Menlo Church, which is wild, we'll put that aside for just a second, <laughs> Yeah, to think about the, the legacy that we are living out now and how to leave behind a lasting legacy too. So mm-hmm. let's come back to Menlo 150 for one second. Okay. This is something that is, if you're listening to this, is this weekend. If you haven't registered yet, please register for yes. it. Um, but Scott, this has been something that we've been thinking about dreaming about for the last year or so mm-hmm. let's let's give people a one minute why if they have not made a like 
firm plans on Sunday to come visit us at Woodside High School at 1030. Why they should. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's something we don't do uh, very often is, mm-hmm. is these anniversary times. Um, and I think the last one was, um, I think, the 100-year anniversary. And we actually Whoa. have booklets from that that they put together. Oh, wow. No way. Um, so, uh, yeah, it, it, you know, we want to celebrate these milestones. And, and yeah. you know, most importantly, to celebrate what God's done yeah. in and through this place and celebrate God's goodness and faithfulness yeah. in that. And uh, celebration is an important discipline. Mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, there's been uh, great things and challenging things, but ultimately God's faithfulness is the is the thing that's that's celebrated. So it's a big uh, it's going to be a big deal to have us all together. Um, that will be really. We fun. don't often worship yeah. all in one place, and uh, since mm-hmm. multi site uh, mm-hmm. started, I don't think we've we've ever done that. Yeah. So uh, that well. that's going to be a special thing. Um, and uh, and then after, there's just going to be a wonderful time to to celebrate together. Uh, we're actually doing a little service project. We've got stuff for the kids. We've, we're going to celebrate with different kinds of music. And then in the gym, there's all these presentations of the years of Menlo history with with the different ways that ministry has been done here. And so Amazing. just uh, something for everybody. And yeah. That'll be really fun, and I know, uh, you know, some folks maybe like this is going to be just the parking. Uh, you know, we want to make sure you leave some time to get there and get get situated. It will be a lot of folks, so you know, if if that feels intimidating to you, we do want you to know it's going to be streamed and it'll be streamed live. If you mm-hmm. just want to watch the service, yeah. uh, you can do that too, and then come and uh, and join us for the celebration later in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. That'd be great. But however, you can be a part of it. Yeah. We'd, we'd love to see you. Definitely, and you should also go because. What else are you going to do on Sunday when the rest of our campuses are closed? It's true. Yep. <laughs> That's true. Or if you can't make it there in person, you can say hi to Rochelle and I. We're going to be Yay. hanging out. Yes. We're going to be hosting live um, from the patio spaces before and after the service. Mm-hmm. So that'll be really fun. Uh, and Jess, you're always the queen of details, but especially <laughs> for Mental 150. What other things besides just the service where we're gathering together, we're mm-hmm. having one service for all of our all of our locations to come to, what yeah. else is happening besides that? Yeah, so like Scott mentioned, there's a celebration after, so there's a, a Menlo Park Quintet band that's going to be playing. Um, and then our Menlo, Menlo Choir is going to do a performance. And then our worship wow. team is all together and they're going to do Menlo, th- Menlo, I guess, mus- or not Menlo, worship through the ages from like the 70s until now. So if you wow. think about your childhood, like different eras, different okay. eras thinking about like how, yep, all the songs that you maybe grew up with, they might do one of those. It's um, the Menlo Eras tour. Exactly. <laughs> yes. uh, so there's a whole kids alley, different games they can do. You, you'll get a passport when you get in, and I think you get to like stamp them off and do cool. that. Um, like Scott mentioned, there's they're calling it the history tour, so you can see all the different things that Menlo has done over the years. Um, and it's just a great way to connect with people. Everyone from all the campuses is invited, so... We've got almost 2,000 signups so far, Ooh. and so there's going to be tons of people there. Um, and you can just meet people from other campuses. The whole staff will be there. It's just going to be a fun time. It's going to be. It sounds like the extrovert's dream. It's, it sounds <laughs> like the extrovert's dream. I'm the introverted extrovert because yeah. you want to be in community. You want to be with people. Right. So, like, save all your energy until Sunday. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go connect and yeah. then go back home. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm sure in the sea of people, there'll definitely be places for people to just kind of hang out and observe mm-hmm. or find a table here or there. Totally. I'm assuming there's going to be refreshments as well as mm-hmm. lunch, too. There's lunch if you registered for okay. it. Um, Great. There's, I think, coffee and donuts before mm-hmm. the service. I'm sure there will be plenty of water stations yes. and things like that, too. Awesome. Yeah. 
So, Scott, no pressure that you just had to give a message right before this. You know, no one was like, hey, you know, that, I'm sure that, that felt very light. It's not like we had anything big coming up the next weekend. So let's run through your message a little bit as you kicked off the series in your lifetime. Great. Yeah, sounds good. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, we did want to address kind of this big milestone through our messages the next few weeks. And so right. I got to kind of kick it off with... Mm -hmm. uh, just the importance of, of thinking about legacy and, yeah. and not a lot of, I think a lot of us um, kind of roll through our day and we don't think about this this reality that we only have so many days mm -hmm. of life on, on this earth. And, yeah. uh, and and when we think about that and, and what we want to leave behind, um, I think it changes the way we approach a lot of things in our life. Mm -hmm. um, and so, um, you know, we want to raise the awareness of that and the importance sure. of that. And, uh, and also I think the opportunity that we have um, in front of us every day. So that was the, that was the heart. Yeah. I love that you started by just kind of painting a picture of what legacy is and how we are all recipients of legacy and how we also all leave a legacy. Uh, I thought that was really just a great way to start thinking about legacy in general, because mm -hmm. as we hear that term, like, I don't know if you guys think about legacy the same way that I do mm -hmm. or for some of our congregants that are a little bit older, skewing into the later stages of their life, they probably are thinking about legacy way differently than the 18-year-old that just came from HSM. Mm -hmm. So, Scott, how do you approach that in your message when, when we have different ideas of what legacy is? What is it? And what do we do with it? questions. Well, I think it does look very different depending on your vantage point. Um, yeah. And, and I, I don't. I think a lot of young folks aren't necessarily thinking as much about legacy, which is why I tried to help people see that you know you, we don't know the number of our days, and, and our life is fleeting. Yeah, it's, and it's true. pay attention to that. I I remember uh, one of the ways that um, uh, J John Mark Comer had this example of how mm -hmm. monks used to have a skull on their you know their little desk to yeah. remind them always of the fact that mm -hmm. sounds a little morbid, mm -hmm. but just to be reminded that their life was was you know. They were mortal, uh, and wow. um, mm -hmm. and it just helped kept keep that in front of them. Cause sometimes you need that because you mm -hmm. don't think about it. But mm -hmm. I think folks that are closer to the end of their days um, look back on their life in a in a different sort of way and sort of take stock and what what's it meant and what what am I leaving behind? That question looms large, mm -hmm. and and I think for those folks, we wanted to encourage them and say there's always time to continue to leave a legacy, and um, it's never too late to to do something even if you haven't left the legacy that you want to leave. So mm -hmm. um, I wanted everybody to leave with some hope in that. And mm -hmm. uh, and, and even some of the older folks uh, sometimes wonder, what what can I leave behind? And that's mm -hmm. why we're trying to say, you know, just encouragement and to let mm -hmm. younger folks know it's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And I've seen some things, and guess what? God is faithful. Like, yeah. that's a gift that they can give. Yeah. Um, so... I was trying to hit uh, everybody with a right. sense of the importance of it, but yeah. it, it does look very different depending right. on how yeah. you look at it. Mm -hmm. And it feels like the weight of encouragement will change too. Like having someone later in their life say, I've been through all of this stuff and yet it'll mm -hmm. still be okay versus someone that's maybe my age or younger. That's, those are two different things and they feel yeah. feel like they're two different things. Uh, Jess and Rochelle, do you think of legacy the same way? What, when, when As each other? <laughs> I don't know. Like what are your thoughts on legacy, I guess? Um, so not to go dark as well, but I was thinking about like, what would I want my obituary to mm. read or what would the eulogy be at my funeral yeah. one day? You know, like what yeah. will people say about yeah. me? Mm -hmm. Um, and so mm. I just, 
I feel like, you know, I'm 36 and I want people to know the best parts of me, not just the worst parts. And what are the best parts of me? Hopefully that reflects Jesus. Mm. Um, and I, I mean, if anybody wanted encouragement or thoughts on like how to leave a good le- legacy, I would say love the people right in front of you. Mm. You're never going to regret loving people more and letting them know that you love them more. Um, a professor of mine talked about how his dad passed away last year. Mm. And that was his eulogy that he gave. He said, who do you love? You know, who in this room do you love? Have you told them? Have you showed mm-hmm. them in any kind of mm-hmm. way? Because that's the best legacy you can leave. And when we think about Jesus, that is his legacy, is how much he loved us and how much he loves the world and how much he loves humanity. Mm-hmm. So what better way? That's how I think about mm-hmm. uh, legacy is hopefully people will remember, you know, how much I loved <laughs> or the things that I loved, mm-hmm. you know, rather than didn't like or didn't love. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I think it's similarly for me too. I think also uh, I was got to be online this weekend and and be mm-hmm. in the chat, and uh, one of the things that I I honestly don't remember the story that you shared, but it just made me think of like my grandma. Um, mm. I had, was blessed with wonderful grandparents, um, and but my grandma specifically just left this beautiful legacy for our family. Of you know, she prayed for all of us every night. She had journal after journal after journal, just filled with prayers mm-hmm. and um, letters and all that kind of stuff and she had multiple bibles that she just used over and over again and um you know just knowing that she was always thinking of us and praying for us and loving us unconditionally i Mm -hmm. think was such a powerful thing for me and that's definitely something that i think for me thinking i think more of what legacy has been left for me Mm. and now getting this might be the first time I've said this, getting closer to 40. (laughs) Um, I think I start, you know, you start thinking a little bit more about what kind of legacy are you leaving and what will people say Mm -hmm. about you when you, um, you know, pass away. And uh, I'm a huge Friends fan. So Matthew Perry passing away this weekend Mm -hmm. was really difficult. And Mm. I was listening to a podcast this morning and uh, in his memoir, I guess he said, I hope that people don't remember me for the show friends. Mm -hmm. I hope people remember me for the life that I led helping people in sobriety because he struggled Mm. with addiction, but he also had like a, a home in Malibu for people to come and live for free if they needed the help. He was always, there were different actors that came out and said, he helped me become sober. And so he was saying like, I want that to be my legacy first and foremost. I mean, he didn't, I don't know if he used that legacy word, but um, (laughs) just having that be the the first thing. And I think that's so powerful to think of like, yes, the things you do can be something that people remembered, but it's the way you act and who you are and i think it was dallas willard quote uh do you remember the person that you're becoming yeah Yeah. what god gets out of your life is the person you become Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think that's just so powerful for us to remember of Mm -hmm. who you are and how you love people and how you're there for people and how you show up for people is is what they'll remember over this tv show that you were on or you know that Mm -hmm. we were on a podcast kind of thing Mm. yeah the idea of inheriting a legacy was something I hadn't given a lot of space and time to. Yeah. So how did why did you choose to include that? And I mm-hmm. think it's just such a, an important framework because mm-hmm. legacy to me has always been what I live, but mm-hmm. it's also a gift or something bad yeah. yes. that is left behind after me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, it came primarily from the text, and I think right. one of the one of the beautiful things that Paul calls out is, uh, you know, Timothy's grandmother and mother, Lois and Eunice, are the ones that really mm. gave him this great gift of a deeply lived out faith. Mm. And, and I think there's several things that are remarkable about that. I mean, for Paul, Paul to call out two women yeah. who carried, <laughs> yeah. uh, the, you know, they were the ones that he says are the ones that gave you that, that faith. And then yeah. I came along and I helped, you know, name it for you. Yeah. Right. But it's, it wasn't me. Wow. Um, and I, so I think just lifting up the role of women in the Bible, again, is, is just a powerful thing. But uh, I, I, I think... What I wanted to explain is that we don't all start from ground zero. We don't all start from the same place. Mm -hmm. Some of us yeah. have been given great gifts of faith, and some right. of us haven't. Mm -hmm. Sure. And 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 I don't. I, that doesn't need to be something that becomes an inhibitor to what God can do in you through a legacy. Mm -hmm. So whatever we've been given, Paul says, mm -hmm. you know, whatever you've been given, take that and let God do something with it. You know, and I love mm -hmm. that picture, fanning into flame this gift. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so God doesn't call us to do more than that. But whatever we, we receive, we give it to God. And I used an example in my own life just of saying, you know, so we don't all inherit good stuff, mm -hmm. right? Right. Um, yeah. Because I think there's people in the, you know, when they hear a message like this, they're like, well, you know, I didn't get a, get a, get all the things that Timothy got or mm -hmm. that you got, you're a pastor. But mm -hmm. to say, you know, how can God take what I have and can I tell that story differently because mm -hmm. of what Jesus has done? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and that that to me is the uh, is what I wanted people to leave with some hope that whatever their story is, whatever they've received, yeah. they can take that now and do yeah. something with it. I don't know if you said it or I paraphrased in my notes. Uh, you are not doomed to the to a negative legacy, mm -hmm. and I just mm. thought that is so powerful for people who might be struggling with the legacy that was given wow. to them. Yep, and um, how you know I feel like we're kind. Of, my generation is the generation of. Um, children whose parents didn't go to therapy I feel like I know that's a blanketed statement so I'm sorry but um, okay. hopefully the next generation will be like oh my parents did go to therapy and then and they did do the work mm -hmm. but not being doomed to a negative legacy takes work it takes effort um, it takes awareness and mm -hmm. the work of the Holy Spirit as well as followers mm -hmm. of Christ so um, I thought it was really encouraging that mm -hmm. you brought that up as well yeah i really appreciated that to name that that that's not all going to be great and i have friends who mm -hmm. have kids and they're like i my parents were this way or that way and it wasn't great and i want to break that cycle and i want to make that change so that yeah. my kids don't have to deal with the the historical trauma that has been put onto me and i just think that's so powerful and that's exactly what paul is saying is like you know you get to take that and you get to do with it what you let the spirit mm -hmm. you and the spirit do together and i just think that's yeah it's just such a good reminder that we're not all blessed with wonderful legacies and mm -hmm. pasts and histories and um but we get to make the change if we want to Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that, Scott. And maybe this is more of a, I mean, not that you're a separate person, but a pa Pastor Scott question <laughs> rather than a Teacher Scott question. Um, you use the language of legacy and a curse. So, mm -hmm. like, the curse of alcoholism. So, how do you approach that when you when you read things like generational curses or negative things that we can inherit? Um, I mean, if we're thinking about inheriting a, a legacy of positive or negative, I just thought it was really interesting that you used that that language. Yeah, um, I, I, 
you know, I, I don't mean it like in a Halloween-y kind of, I'm going to curse you. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it is Halloween, so we got to clarify that. But, right. um, you know, uh, a lot of times um, sin is in, in the Bible is referred to as the curse. The, yeah. the, and and the started with Adam and Eve in the garden, and that's when the curse hit humanity. And mm -hmm. so, and mm -hmm. Jesus reversed the curse, right? He, he did away with it. And so, in a similar kind of way, that's the redemptive work. And so, wherever sin works its way into our lives... Um, we're victims of the curse. Now, the Bible does talk about um, sin that goes through generations, and and I do think that happens. Um, mm -hmm. I don't mm -hmm. think that again. There's anything spooky about it, mm -hmm. but what happens is is just sin gets handed down, and it becomes generational. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, alcoholism is a is an yeah. example of that. Yeah. Um, where you know you 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 learn it, and I th you see people violence. I mean, there's so many things that mm -hmm. you get handed down. You learn, and if you don't break it. It just perpetuates. Mm -hmm. and we see that in our world all over the place. So, yeah. so I think in that sense, um, when we've been given, when, when our legacy is, it has some curse, curses in it. Sure. Um, we have to be intentional about saying we're going to break that curse. Yeah. We need God's. We, we can't do it without God's help. But mm -hmm. um, if you don't, mm -hmm. we're destined to live in it. So yeah, man, I feel like if. Jesus was running for president. His slogan would be, rever I reverse the curse. <laughs> oh <my gosh>. <laughs> <laughs> I can just see the shirts now. Totally. So you should, you should trademark reverse that, the Scott. Reverse the curse. <laughs> oh my gosh. Reverse the curse. Trademark. Jesus 2024. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I thought it was interesting because if we're thinking about inheriting things that aren't things, because a lot of mm -hmm. times when we approach legacy, it's through the lens of how much money can I give or what assets can I pass down? But you said that that isn't actually the best kind of legacy. So I'd love to give some more time for that. Yeah, I, I the, the sticky little line that I love was, um, you know, do you want stuff or stories? Mm, and, that's so good. Um, mm -hmm. You know, stuff doesn't really change our hearts, and yeah. uh, it doesn't really have that kind of impact that we want. And it kind of gets back to what Rochelle was saying about um, your memorial. You know, I think when you think and. You know, as you get older, I go, I, I've, I've been to a lot of memorials and, and done those. And, and anytime mm -hmm. you're sitting there, um, you're, you're thinking about your life. That's the whole point mm -hmm. while you're there. You're thinking about the person who died, but you're also thinking about your own life. Mm -hmm. And I think to wonder what, what's God going to say, yeah. uh, what are people going to say about me? And, and I, I mean, I can tell you from memorials, nobody talks about the stuff they right. got. Mm -hmm. They don't. They talk about how the person loved them, how the mm -hmm. person sacrificed for them, mm -hmm. um, the things they did together, the yep. time they spent. Right. Um, it just, and yet we think, you know, I'm going to give, you know, we think so much about stuff um, mm -hmm. and, and so much of our lives, uh, especially I think when we're younger, um, it's about acquiring, getting, you know, um, and, and there's nothing inherently wrong with that, but if that's where we think our legacy is going to be, we're we're just misguided. So, um, investing in the things that matter, um, and the Bible gives us a clear thing. You know, it's it's people mm -hmm. uh, and and God are the things that will be eternal and will matter. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. it's funny. I do when you were saying that, I was like, I do think people will will talk about the things that I gave them, but. It's more about the gift, not what it was, but the intention behind it. Because I pride myself on being a pretty good gift giver. Pretty good at giving. But gifts. it's because I know the person well. I listen. I pay attention. Mm -hmm. I hear them. I see them. Mm -hmm. So the gift is a representation of how I feel about them and who they are. And not they're not going to say like, oh, I remember she gave me this mug one time. It's going to be 
there was this mug and it was like perfect for me and she thought of you know like that kind of stuff too exactly. i think yeah yeah that's exactly right yeah um being being a part of a fair share of funerals and stuff as well celebrations of life what i think was interesting as I was reflecting on what you're saying, where even those that did put a lot of um, a lot of emphasis on setting up my kids well or this or that, mm. that was talked about, but it was more so talked about in the vein of they sacrificed, they made they they lived a hard life, they chose to do this, and that was more so talked about the character building piece of that mm -hmm. or the emphasis on who they were rather than the stuff that they left behind. Mm -hmm. Right. So, it, yeah. yeah, it's the character qualities it represents, you know, whether it's generosity or right. um, being known, right? Mm -hmm. I know what gift to give, um, which I'm terrible at and I wish I was better <laughs> at. Um, but, or, or that I, I love my family enough that uh, I, I wanted them to be taken care of when I go. Exactly. You know, mm -hmm. um, that's why we have life insurance, right? Um, so, <laughs> uh, or at least I do. Um, but I think, yeah, those things represent the love and care behind them. Yeah. Who is Jim Stump? Yeah. Have you guys? Do you guys? Have you guys ever heard of Jim Stump before? I haven't, but he sounds like an awesome character. Yeah. Uh, so Jim, uh, I mean, he's he was around Stanford football, Stanford athletes for a long, long time. He was a with the Campus Crusade for Christ originally, and then he mm -hmm. kind of started his own athletic, ministry to athletes mm -hmm. uh, called Sports Challenge. Um, he's still, you know, I, I made it sound like he was dead in the sermon, I think, but he's not. <laughs> oh, um, he's friend still, of the show. He's still, he's, <laughs> Good old Jimmy. Jim, if you're out there, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make it sound. Uh, he, uh, well, he, you put up the picture that said R.I.P. Uh, so I yeah, thought I mean, you know. yeah, it was the tombstone that really yeah. uh, sealed it for him. But uh, no, Jim's, uh, Jim's, he's, he retired from his, his role here and uh, went, went to Texas uh, because that's what you do when you are up in ministry and retire, you go to Texas. Yeah. But uh, he, he can't help himself. I know he's still, he gets in there with athletes from, you know, Texas oh, Christian sure. and uh, yeah. other schools to uh, just help out because he just loves, loves, loves ministry. And, um, but he, he's one of the most unique people I've ever met because he literally saw his ministry as just that one-to-one, -one, mm. that's what he valued, sitting with people. And he literally, I think, wore out one of the booths at the sports. Uh, they, there's a special cafe for athletes at, at Stanford, mm. you know, so they, uh, and he just would sit there and one by one, just every hour on the hour, somebody else would come in mm. and just say, hey, I just want to talk to you. And, um, and he would just hang out. He was just available and athletes would come up to him after practice and go, hey, I know my friend, you know, Joe has talked to you about Jesus. Can I talk to you about him too? I'm just confused. Mm. And, um, so he's actually written a book that called The Power of One-on-One, -on -One, which I would recommend mm, to you. Cool. Uh, and it just talks about how, um, you know, it, it's an apologetic for evangelism in some ways, but, mm. you know, he just says when you get down to it and you really talk to people, um, it's easy to talk about Jesus and mm. talk about what he does in your life. Wow. Uh, we make it harder than it needs to be. And mm. uh, so that's always stuck with me, but um, I think his faithfulness, he did for 40 years and wow. his method... Um, and the fact that he was just very unassuming. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. So he sounds pretty influential in your life. Um, I'm curious if Rochelle or Jess, if you have a person, as Scott was talking, mm -hmm. that kind of felt the same way to you. For me, that was uh, my youth pastor, Wayne. Shout out Wayne Katayama, who's a pastor now, I think in Torrance, down in LA. Uh, but same thing. Like, he, he led our... Um, our youth group called Basic Brothers and Sisters in Christ. Beautiful. <laughs> on Friday nights. So but his grandma lived right around the corner from me. So he'd pick me up and take me home. 
And it was just that one-on-one time, either before or after, where I really just felt comfortable to ask questions or wrestle with him about things mm-hmm. um, or be a person that I could confide in that didn't really feel safe to do that with other people. And it's really because of him that, like, there's a, a – I inherited – a good legacy of one-on-one because of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have anyone like that? Uh, yeah. I mean, when I think of the people who have had the most influence on me, I would say they're generally more simplistic in nature. Mm-hmm. Um, just like good people to be around, mm-hmm. very kind. Hospitality is a high value. I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't realize it at the time as a kid or a teenager, but looking back, Um, But yeah, I had a great youth pastor, um, PB, we used to call him, and he just cared about all of of us in youth group. Um, There was a time where your youth pastor or adults could come and visit you at school or take you out to lunch, and (laughs) he used to do that. He was great, came to all our shows, things like that. Um, My in-laws are really great people, and Mm. I mean, I think everybody on Long Island has been impacted by Mm. Frank and Lucy at some Mm. point in their life, whether through pastoral care or counseling or um, they've just done a lot um, for people. And I I think that's, that's how you leave a legacy, right? It's like just living a complete transformed life um, Mm. by Jesus. And Mm. like you were just saying about evangelism, we make it so hard um, ab- thinking about apologetics or what's right or wrong, but really, if our life is centered around Jesus, it's so much easier, and then our legacy will be that. So the long answer is, I think of a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, my in-laws, they're they're good people. Hmm. Yeah, I honestly think my parents yeah. um, were similar to your in-laws just we were the house that everybody wanted to come hang out at and they just we always had snacks the 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 crappy junk food that's the key was a blessing (laughs) maybe a curse now looking back on my whatever uh but a lot of my friends were like you get to have this cereal um we transformed our garage every house we lived in into like a game room and that's where we had all of our sleepovers and it was just the house that everybody wanted to be at Mm -hmm. um and then my they lived in a low-income neighborhood and ran a neighborhood center through their church growing up to um, bring a lot of primarily Latino and Asian families mm-hmm. um, into homework help and Bible study and bring them to church when they could. And um, now they're working for an organization that does crisis response for different natural disasters. So they're currently in Florida helping with the Fort Myers uh, hurricane that happened a year ago. And they've been doing construction and and uh, one-on-one care and connecting people to the church and stuff like that. So they are just generous, loving people, generous, and they live in an RV. So back to that mm-hmm. word of what does generosity actually mean? And they're, they give their time and their life to this organization and these people, wow. um, and they live in a little RV too. So, uh, yeah, just I think they are great examples of how to just live your life for Christ and uh-huh. and just, yeah, do that. You sound like superheroes. They're pretty cool. <laughs> nice. Yeah. But what I love about all of that is the things that that – we have noticed in people that are leaving legacies behind that we admire is not something that is 
inherited by things or status or anything. It's really just allowing God to transform you. And I love that that's kind of what you close with, Scott, of how our legacy isn't built on our own strength, but God's. Mm. And I thought that was a, a great reminder and encouragement um, for those that may be feeling, what legacy do I have? I don't have anything that in worldly terms means I can leave a good legacy. So I'd love for you to give a little bit more about that and why, like how, why you chose to land the plane there. Cause I thought that was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's, you know, I, I think it is all about God at the end. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and, and God is the hero of the story. And mm -hmm. so uh, my life is another example of God's work in it. And so um, if I can not worry as much about me, um, yeah, and take the focus off that. Then it, I don't feel that. Pre it doesn't feel like pressure. Yeah, uh, that's good. It feels like surrender mm. um, mm. and trust. And uh, mm -hmm. and I, and I, I think that's the right posture. You know, we don't leave a landscape by trying really hard to leave a leg. You know, it's it's it's. Um, I need to be mindful, and I need to uh, do the things I know are the right things. Yeah. Um, take the narrow path. You know, it's. Uh, was talking about fanning that flame and those little things that help us add oxygen to the flame, you know, whenever we're, we're living as, as God intended, whenever we're making those hard choices, you know, mm -hmm. we, we fan that flame a little more and we can all do those things. So, um, and I think to look at the, you know, to continue to receive the good legacies, mm -hmm. um, to let God speak into the hard ones and to be aware that, um, we have a chance every day mm. through the power of God's spirit to, to leave something behind that will bless somebody else mm -hmm. and will yeah. be part of this. You know, God's writing this big story, right? Right. Um, over the centuries and the years through all the saints that have gone before us. And then Menlo Church has a little little part of that big mm -hmm. story, right? Mm -hmm. And then yeah. each of us that are part of Menlo Church has a little part of that bigger story. And mm. uh, and all those things come together um, to, to further this work, this great kingdom of God that God is bringing um, here on earth as it is in heaven. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Any questions, Rochelle? I have Jess? a fun question. So, yeah. okay. Now, Scott, part of your <coughs> legacy will be Reverend Doctor, mm -hmm. husband, father, but also um, that you played for Stanford football. And on Sunday at the Mountain View campus, when introducing you, Matt, my husband, also campus pastor, uh, said you once tackled... I'm, I'm going to say the wrong person. I want to say Emmett Smith, but I don't think that's right. But that you tackled someone pretty <laughs> well-known that was once in the NFL. What a story. Sportsy. <laughs> you and Mark should hang out and talk yeah. sports sometimes. Talk sports more often. <laughs> now yeah. I'm wondering, was Emmett Smith well, a football no, player? No, he right. was. Yes, he was. Could you right. share a little bit about your legacy at Stanford football? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Sorry, I was getting. And who, he, but you tackled someone in particular. He mentioned. Yes. yes. Uh, I, I'll clarify that. But Thank you. I, I, um, yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> No. You gave it a shot. Stride, Thank you Scott. for trying. It's so good. You have the right team. It was the wrong person. But, gotcha. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was. I was not a. You know, I did not go to the NFL. I was not. A, I, I. They're lost. My legacy lost. of Stanford football is quite tiny, but. Um, uh, <laughs> you know, we hang on to those moments, right? Sure. Um, those moments. It wasn't that for you that injury, you would have went. About it. 
and, uh, and calling. Uh, you know, how, how did football play a legacy in my life? Um, or just that story. I don't know. Who did you tackle? So, um, <laughs> you know, I, we try to always connect with people that are well known, right? Yeah. So I played with a bunch of different people in those uh, late 90s or late 80s, early 90s years. Okay. And uh, so, um, to, you know, played for the Cowboys. So Emmett Smith, whose son plays for Stanford now, is there. But uh, Troy Aikman was the person. That's who it about. was. Troy and Aikman, Troy, yes. uh, friend of the show. He's a, he was a great quarterback at UCLA, <laughs> and then went on to play for the Cowboys. Was a Hall of Famer, and now does the. the yeah. he, he's a commentator with Joe Buck. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, pretty we're well known. So I got a sack on him one game, and you know, which is pretty small, but I hang on to that. Oh, like absolutely. I think that's yeah. great. That is. So That'll, even even yeah. more fun. Uh, so good, you know, player that people know and love around here, um, who is uh, for, plays for the 49ers now, Christian McCaffrey. So his dad, Ed McCaffrey, and I were teammates. Oh. We came in the same year and played together. Um, so uh, yeah, so that that's kind so of cool. fun. That's and so uh, fun. got to talk to Christian a few times when he was a Stanford player. But so yeah, you know those. Uh, it's just part of my story and, and where I can. I do uh, I do the chapel for the team um, usually once a once a wow. year in the fall, and so a little bit of legacy there. I get to share with the guys some of cool. what matters beyond mm -hmm. football. Sure. So some of those times. Wow. But that's fun. That. It's okay to have fun in your legacy. I think that's oh, a yeah. key element. <laughs> but thank you for sharing that story. Yes. <laughs> uh, Jess, what famous sports player have you tackled? <laughs> No. Uh, <laughs> is there one named no I'm just kidding <laughs> no. it's really funny well Scott I really appreciate your message and I thought that it was a perfect opener to this series about legacy and looking mm -hmm. back on um, again 150 years of Menlo which sounds wild when did you get when was 150 years 149 ago 149 years yeah, yeah. Like, uh, somebody said what will Menlo look like in 150 years and they said well Scott will still be here so I was like oh boy that's right but uh, yeah I mean I've, Menlo's got a huge uh, role in my life and yeah. um, I, I you know so many people uh have been part of that people that are still with us and people that have passed mm -hmm. on um, who t you know literally took me into their house when I was an intern and mm. uh, who prayed for me diligently there was uh, there was a, a woman on 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 a committee we used to have a committee that supported seminary students she would write me notes handwritten notes mm. wow. um, every couple weeks and just say we're praying for you as a church we believe in your ministry that's awesome I mean that was gold. Um, I was thinking, you know, we had uh, Bert and Mimi McDowell on the podcast, yes. and and Mimi uh, has been um, kind of like Jim Stump has been discipling women since I was an intern here. Yeah. Like she would go to lunch like with it. some of the gals on staff, mm -hmm. and uh, and and she, you know, did that when Rachel and I got here. She met with with my wife, and and she continues to do that. And she's a Bible teacher. So there's just people like like Bert and Mimi um, that have poured into me here, and I wouldn't be. Yeah. still here if it weren't for those folks so yeah. so many great legacies mm -hmm. so volunteering matters because you're mm -hmm. not just doing a job or serving in one capacity but having a lasting <laughs> impact on people yeah. i think that's beautiful yeah oh i'm really looking forward to this week because i was able to sit <laughs> down um with all with uh margaret and tony oh Serralo, yes from the saratoga campus yeah um they i think literally built he helped build the first literally. church, physically. literally, physically, yeah, yeah. in Saratoga, Saratoga wow. yeah, sanctuary, and, mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, and, remarkable! And people. so we have, I, we were, we were able to sit down for about an hour and have a conversation with this just super sweet. She, I think she's ninety-two and he's ninety. 
both in their 90s. It's fascinating and so encouraging mm. and so fitting as we're talking about legacy and what we leave behind because the things that they are all alluding to in that conversation was it's more than just the stuff. Mm. It is the people. It's the... <clears throat> character it's everything else so i think one thing that's mm -hmm. cool too about the menlo moments is the student you had on oh yeah i mean i think that she goes awesome. to talk about how you know it's usually like you're sit we were saying earlier people when you're older when you get towards the end of your life you're thinking more about that mm -hmm. but here's this high school middle school student high school ninth grade ninth grade kid. who's mm -hmm leaving a legacy with these kids mm -hmm. whether they know it or whether mm -hmm. she recognizes it whether these kids recognize it she's leaving her legacy with them by just helping serve them you know i think yeah. about like i became a christian at vbs when i was four mm -hmm. it's like i don't remember the name of the girl who like led me to christ and she might not remember my name but like Aww. that is a part of my story by this girl who just decided to volunteer with vbs mm. amazing wow so it's I think that is that one up already the mm -hmm. the story yeah mm -hmm. so definitely check those podcasts yep. and they're on YouTube as well right yep. uh, so hearing the stories of these the older generation but also some younger people who are leaving their legacy as yeah. well super fun yeah. well Scott thanks so much yeah my uh, pleasure yeah glad to be with you guys Yay. yeah excited and Jess remind everyone again <sighs> what's happening this weekend <clears throat> where they can sign up. Go to menlo.church slash menlo150 and you can register. I believe the registration for lunch is closed now. Okay. Um, but that doesn't mean you can't come. Pack so we've got our service uh, at 1030 at Woodside High School, all campuses together. It's going to be a really fun service. Mm -hmm. We have a really cool history video. We found old pictures and video clips and sermon clips of the last, I don't know, like, a hundred years maybe i don't even know how far back it goes but there's a, a minute and a half or so video that we're going to have in the service that's going to be really cool um and then after that we'll have lunch for those who have it and then the big party until two o'clock so woodside high school okay see everybody there come say hi it's gonna be awesome bye bye, bye.